Hey guys, it's Psych Teacher John, and it's time for the big one. So finally we get to cognitive dissonance, which is personally one of my favorites. So I do a lot of examples of this in class, like for example, MCAT class, but honestly, it's such an interesting topic, and it's a great example of how behavior can affect the way you think, the way you feel, etc. Now, if you're going strictly with something like, you know, you could look up in Wikipedia, um, they'll talk about cognitive dissonance in the most general sense. You think two different things, cognitive, right? Dissonance, those two things don't agree, and we just really don't like that. So we do whatever it takes to sort of rectify things and make things consistent, smooth. At the same time, there are different slants or different models of how this stuff works. I'm going to give the one that I think is uh, taught in a lot of psych classes, intro psych classes. But again, in its rawest form, cognitive dissonance is really mellow. It's you think two different things. They don't agree. So you do whatever it takes to fix that. Okay. However, in our presentation of this, uh, we're going to do it this way. Now, usually I use the word think, but I think that might be confusing because the way I'm going to describe it, I'll think of thinking, believe it or not, as an action. So um, let's see opinion. Okay, let's just do that. So the terminology is clean. So when you have an opinion and then you behave a certain way, right, and those two things conflict, you know, one way to resolve that is one, you can change the action, right? But the other, surprisingly, is you can change the opinion. And that's the model we're going to go with. So oftentimes what happens is there's a conflict between your opinion and what you do, and what you do actually wins. So this is an example of cognitive dissonance. So there's a dissonance created because the way you're behaving is not consistent with your opinion. So you do what it takes to fix it, and a lot of times you, it's not that you change the behavior, it's you change the opinion. But number one, say like um, I tell you to go kick a puppy. Okay, definitely not advocating this, but say I go and tell you to kick a puppy like once a week for an entire year, and for some weird reason, you do it. But your opinion beforehand is, I love puppies. But now you've gone, you've kicked a puppy once a week for an entire year. At the end of that year, right, what's going to happen? One, you can just stop and be like, I'm not going to kick puppies anymore. But the other option is you can actually sit there and think, maybe I don't like puppies so much. And now, officially the way we're presenting it, the theory doesn't involve why necessarily. There are many different models for like why dissonance works and how it works. But I'm going to give some motivation. Okay, so take it with a grain of salt. But basically, it's you kicked a puppy once a week for an entire year. Why did you do that? Right? Did you do it because some long-haired Asian guy told you to do it? That would be me. Right? Or did you sit there and go like, mm, I don't know. I did it. But obviously, I must not like puppies that much. Because if I did, then I wouldn't be kicking them. So when there's that conflict between what you do and the opinion, it turns out the action wins. Or quite often, it wins. Because it helps resolve that cognitive dissonance. Some of which are not that politically correct, so I don't know if I can do it on the podcast, but I'll give some interesting ones. So let's say you go to a party. You go to a party, and there's the hot guy, girl, whatever, right, hanging out at the party. And you go up, everybody's blowing sunshine, you know where. They're like, yeah, you're so hot, you're so beautiful, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. So you go up, and you do exactly the same thing. Yeah, you're hot, you're beautiful, just yeah, this one thing. And then the person's like, what? You're like, eh, don't worry about it. You, you know what? I got to go. You know, I'll catch you later. It's all good. And you take off. So now, where's the dissonance here? You go up to them, you tell them they're hot, and then for some weird reason, you kind of diss them. Okay? And so what ends up happening is that person's thinking about you. That person is committing the action of thinking about you. So they're actually sitting there going like, why did that person have a problem with me? Why does that dork have a problem with me? I'm perfect. So the next day, they go to the gym, they're working out, like, I'm perfect. They're hanging out with their girlfriends, guy friends, talking like, yeah, I'm just, everything's great about me. Like, what's the problem? So they spend all this time thinking about you. 
Now, when you bump into them again, don't kill the dissonance. Don't give them a legit reason. So when they go like, oh, um, so what was that problem you had with me? Make it something ridiculous. Like, oh, uh, you know, Dr. Shoes didn't match. Now you have this issue where the person's thinking, why did I spend all this time thinking about this person? I mean, it wasn't to find out that my shoes didn't match. I'm not stupid. So what the heck is going on? Why did I spend all that time? Because there must be something about them. Okay. So pickup artists often use this. There was a famous book written. One of my students brought it to me. It was like, oh, check out this book. Do you think this actually works? Because he wanted to hang out with people, right? Um, and I looked at the book and some of the techniques. And it's interesting because apparently they're highly effective. But all of them, or at least a lot of them, revolved around dissonance. You create dissonance and use it to your advantage. Okay. It's like the push-pull. So you meet someone, you say, like, you've got beautiful nails. And they're like, oh, really? Great. And like, yeah, not a good color for you, though. Not a good color, but it's all good. Again, the thinking is, why did that person just compliment you this meme? Makes no sense. So they commit the action of thinking about you. And the more time they spend thinking about you, the more distance you're creating. In the sense that, why am I spending all this time thinking about this person when I don't give a flying flip about them? Right? Why, why am I doing all this? So obviously there must be a reason because there's something to them. Maybe you like them. Maybe a more mundane example is this. Have you ever thought about sometimes you have a friend and the friend's always like, you know, getting flat tires, uh, asking you for help, borrowing stuff. You know, you're always bailing them out. And, you know, maybe initially you didn't think they were that, that great of a friend, but you end up helping and you keep, for whatever reason, you keep helping them more and more and more. Then at some point you kind of sit there and go, are they close to me or not? Are they a good friend or not? Well, I guess so, right? I guess like uh, I must value this person because I do all this crud for them. So it's kind of a minor example where maybe you didn't think that highly of the person or they weren't that close to you, but you commit the action of doing things for them. And to resolve that distance, what do you do? You flip it. Instead of you saying, oh, I'm going to stop doing favors for them, you think, I guess they are close to me, right? Or I guess they're a valuable friend because I'm doing all this stuff. So let's say you're dating someone, you got crazy chemistry with them, but you know, they have BO and they're always standing you up and they're just a pain and you want to ditch them. Okay. But you can't. So what should you do? Distance wise, you should commit the act of doing something. So for example, write 15 minutes a day in a journal, something like, oh, they smell, they write 15 minutes a day in a journal, something like they're always standing me up. They're always late. They're always ditching me. This is not cool. Da da da. And after months of doing this, the action will win. I thought it was a big deal that they weren't respecting my time, but I guess it was because I complain about it every day. The issue with this is you got to be careful because sometimes it swings the other way. So for example, let's take the same scenario. You're dating someone, you want to ditch them, but you have great chemistry with them. And so you decide, here's my plan. I'm going to go when I'm hanging out with my friends and complain about this person. And in some sense, my personal take is always choose your friends carefully, right? Because uh, they can always have a strong influence on you. But anyway, so you go, you hang out with your friends, and you start complaining. You go like, you know what? They have BO. They're always standing me up. Da, 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 da. And as you're complaining, your friends are going to agree with you, at least mostly, right? They might sit there and go like, you're right. They're always late to the party. They're always making us wait, blah, 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 blah. So they start complaining. Be careful, though, because they're still your boyfriend or girlfriend, right? So when someone makes that comment, your reflex might be to defend them. So even though you started dissing them, when they diss them, you start to sit there and defend them. And the more time you commit defending them, the more that action is going to affect what you think. So if every time you go to lunch now, you're constantly defending your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, right? If you're constantly doing that, in the end, the action is going to win. So you go, well, I guess I really am into them because every single day at lunch, I'm like defending them. So I guess it's worth it to me. By the way, I add these comments about, you know, I guess it's worth it to me, et cetera, et cetera. 
you don't necessarily have to think that. That's not part of the theory of cognitive dissonance. I'm just putting that in so it makes sense, right? You have the action, you have the opinion, and the action often wins. Okay. Anyway, I hope that helped, and I'll see you guys soon.